0: it was the year of fire and ice and people who were shamed for skipping the Sierras. I'm like, we had three deaths in the space of a couple of weeks. I am not shaming you for skipping uh, for skipping that. I know someone I ran into and he was really depressed. Like it was up towards like Oregon and he was like sitting down and I was like, Hey, nice to meet you. Like, and of course I'm like fresh, like I'm in Oregon. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. And, um, he's like, he was sitting there and he's like, Oh yeah, well I had to skip the Sierras. And I was like, hey you got I was like but you've got this far I was like I think that was a smart choice of the fact that you you're still on the trail and I was like it's the Sierras you can go back and do it next year or if you finish it in time go back and do it now like I was like it's not the end of the world the Sierras are going
1: nowhere you're listening to the hiking through podcast I'm Erin Egan and this is the podcast where I talk to experienced through hikers about their adventures on the trail and strategies for successfully completing a through hike Today's episode is the continuation of my conversation with American Idol, known off the of PCT as Gretel Scarlett. In this bonus episode, we discuss the dangers of following other people's footprints, her on-the-trail reality versus family-at-home's perceptions, and the ever-so-delicate topic of hygiene on the trail. You can find us at hiking-through.com, through spelled T-H-R-U, of course, where you can find show notes, photos, and links for any gear mentioned in this podcast. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcast and all the other podcast places. Enjoy part two of my conversation with American Idol.
0: yeah and I also I think like uh, one of the things you have to find I read somewhere the other day like people carry yeah picnic chairs or like camping chairs or like yeah I know right we both laugh it's like I'm not judging not judging take your chair if the chair really makes you happy take the chair yeah it's Um, your luxury item I read somewhere someone someone was like take your French coffee press I read somewhere I was like if that's really what you need that's going to get you to wake up, sure, okay, do it. Me, it was a pillow. Mm, yeah. Because I, I have issues sleeping completely flat. So I was rolling around with like and I'd wake up with a really bad neck. So I was like, okay. So I, um, in mammoth also bought actually the brand of it, I can't remember. But I bought it, it was like a really, really lightweight pillow from one of the mountaineering mm-hmm. stores there. So yeah, but I highly recommend yeah. Find what your luxury item is and go for stick it. with it. I absolutely. I'm like, go for it. Don't be stupid, but go for it. <laughs> I'm like don't, like if it's a car, like what's the point in hiking the his and checks? Yeah. But yeah, if
1: that's your luxury item. did you do you sleep yeah, on your find, find on what your I, back or side or
0: I'm a bit of everything. Okay. I found that it was um it was I'm I'm a back sleeper, and I'm also a side yeah side sleeper at times. I'm not a stomach sleeper. I don't I, I don't know how people, you know. I have great empathy for people who, um, have to sleep on their stomach because that would be really difficult. Yeah, <laughs> in a tent, in a sleeping
1: bag, in a
0: yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't I don't know. You might want to practice that. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't have any difficulties getting comfortable sleeping, mm-hmm. aside from my neck does need to be risen. Right. So that pillow because at first I was stuffing stuff behind my head but it would just roll off away in the night and I'd find myself you know trying to find my down jacket right. behind or my head or you'd wake up with yeah. a stiff neck oh completely and then it's like what well, the next day is going to be hell hiking so yeah, yeah you got to do what you got to do I'm yeah. surprised you waited until mammoth I know because I was like I'd had enough by then I was like right because I was carrying so much stuff to like to stuff into a bag to make it so I was like I could carry less stuff and have the right. pillow. Right. Yeah, which was this big it went, when it, like it literally is like the size of my brush here
1: like it was like a size of potato
0: like you know when you pack mm-hmm. it down yeah. and
1: it weighs nothing okay so hygiene oh yeah for, for, females?
0: for females yes <laughs> okay so,
1: what do you have a question or do you want me to just talk about well it? Why don't you just talk? Because I could go in so many different directions with it. But I mean, like part of it is obviously the not showering for three to five days or finding your shower by jumping in a lake and all of that. But obviously, for women, there's a much bigger hygiene issue than just that. Absolutely. I found, I mean, it's,
0: I feel like your body starts to adjust as the trail goes on, because you aren't really putting... I was speaking about this the other day. Like we're not washing ourselves with um with soap mm-hmm. and stuff that's you it's know It's
1: drying out and stuff. It's
0: perfumed and drying exactly. So it's almost like as a female your body starts to regulate itself in a way It sort of it knows how to self-clean. Mm. Right? Do you does that sort of make sense? So it doesn't really you don't start to smell in the areas that mm-hmm. shouldn't be smelling great. Um it's it's like it just knows how to self-clean. Mm-hmm. But I would absolutely, every night, um, I would always have if I had enough water, so, I mean, I was sensible for the desert. Like if I didn't have water, I wouldn't waste it, but I would sort of, I would always put something on, um, like I had a little washcloth, a tiny little towel of washcloth. I say, you start to become stupid. It's called stupid light. I call it stupid light because you're like, yes, that's big enough. And it's like an inch of towel that'll do to wash myself. No. Um, and so I'd put it on a little cloth and I'd always give myself a wash down below, especially, uh, specifically, um, like for, for armpits, I carry deodorant. Now I know that's a big thing. It's a very talked about thing where people are like, "Don't carry deodorant. Don't be stupid." Let um, it grow. For don't me, carry deodorant just let it grow. Yeah, that's fine. I, I let it grow. It's no big deal. I mean, I don't grow crazy, and I got and I shaved when I went to town. And same with my legs. I did the same thing. I cleaned myself up when I went to town. But you're so covered in dirt, your legs are. By that time, you don't actually even see the hair on your legs. You're like, it's a bit strange. Um, plus, I also had like a, a, I had a, um, a sleeved shirt most of the time. Um, until I got to the desert. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not like woolly mammoth by any means, but I would take – I know it's such an awkward topic for girls to talk about, yes. isn't it? I would take – I was like, it's not talked about enough, but I would use deodorant, absolutely, and not a lot, um, and I'd make sure it was in my odour-proof bag at all times for bears. What else did I do? So, I mean, and in the the topic of um, periods mm-hmm. and menstruation for women, I un- – like, well, fortunately at the time, but my diagnosis of my sickness revolved around the fact that I lost my okay. period. So, um, and I it's now a talked about thing on my social media because I addressed the fact that I um, was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome So, because my period was missing for 18 months um, with no explanation. Doctors didn't know what had happened. So, I was hiking without a period. But I know, I mean, some people – I, I don't, actually, I didn't get to talk to many girls about it on the trail, um, because I didn't see many women out there dealing with it. But I did, as an emergency, I took, I had some sea sponges with me because I thought that would be the best and possibly less messy way that, or a, or a menstrual cup. So, uh, uh, the weight of a menstrual cup and the weight of a <laughs> sea sponge, considering I wasn't getting a period, I took the sea sponge. <laughs> Because I was like, well, that's just a waste. <laughs> like, that's weighing me down, the cup. <laughs> so I would go with the sea sponge and I gathered that I could boil the sea sponge. Like, if I had two of them, alternate. I could alternate them. Yeah, I could get through the day of hiking with that and then I could boil them at night um, in hot water mm-hmm. to re, you know, to reset it. And if I was, and then to wash them when I got into town with vinegar um, and reset it all again um, to use them. So yeah. That was my sort of, I mean, it's such a, you sort of got to think about a naturalistic way. I mean, tampons I have no issue with, especially for women. I'm like, go for gold if that's what you want to use. I feel like the pack way, having to carry because you cannot pack it and it's also if you were, I mean, you can't bury it and especially if you were going to bury it, that's a that's a real disaster for animals, yeah. I think. Like, I mean, that's, that's an attraction immediately if you're trying to avoid any angry animals. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's a, and that, after a while, especially if you're out there doing seven, da- like I did 10 days straight in the Sierras. I didn't go to a wow. town. So if I was carrying tampons for 10 days, I mean, that's not going to smell good. It's not going to be nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's
1: my hygiene talk. <laughs> well, thank you. So yeah. Oh, no worries. <laughs> now, no when person. you said you, were, I, I guess I didn't actually process when you had said it earlier, but you went 10 days without going into town. I mean, that's a really long stretch that's a lot of food that's heavy and yes (laughs) and with a bear can because of the the legalities yeah
0: yes 10 days straight was mental some people would think but I I had my goal from day back in Australia when I planned it it was always going to be 10 days straight because I either had to I had to carry enough food to then get another extra day into Um, independence or back in or you know we couldn't as Sobos, you're not meant to exit into the whitney portal so you can't like if you want to do whitney you can do whitney and come back down and i had plans to do whitney so i also did 10 days with whitney which was just yeah psycho (laughs) but i had everything at for my resupply for the sierras was in powder form okay food yeah so everything was down to um a lot of protein shakes, a lot of dehydrated food, um a lot of superfood green shakes, as I say, oats, it was all and little gel gel supply, those little yeah sports sports gels to keep my sugars up. Um and really rationing. It was like ration. I would made what like I I would make what I called like a, a joking vegetable goulash. So I put that into like a big Ziploc bag and it would be all my pasta, noodles, um, and all my vegetables with nutritional yeast flakes and all the the spices that I had all into a big bag, and so that was my dinner divided into ten days. So I would know how much to scoop out each day okay. to sort of keep it. And I mean, dehydrated vegetables—they just they give you a decent sized meal right. for like a real rehydration. Of things. Did you have a stove? With yeah, you? I did. Okay. I would not go stoveless ever. <laughs> I like to cook my meals too much. <laughs> That's one thing. If I, as I say, if I had, if you were having Snickers bars, you know, no judgment, don't take a stove. Mm-hmm. Totally. Just pack, just pack those sorts of foods. Um, and I would like, have like corn chips. I'd crush them all up. Um, as a really good, like, um, yeah, tort- tortilla mm-hmm. chips, sorry, as crushed up, um, items and just have like a bag of them and they would be and good, just you know, guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. As I say, pr- probably mental. I was very, uh, in the caloric deficient. Absolutely, everybody like, and and that's fine. I'm like, and I put my hand up to that, and I'm like, you know, people can say what they like about that, but hey, I, I made it to Mexico.
1: <laughs> so back <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm still here. I'm like, I'm still looking good. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm living yeah. well, and you know, my health started to kick back in. So yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, actually, who knows?
1: But uh, I mean, yeah, I, the calorie deficiency thing. I'm he- literally hearing from everybody. Like, regardless of whatever their nutrition plan was, everybody is having the calorie deficiency thing when you're doing a marathon a day. Like, it's, it's a fun. thing. That's the way it
0: goes. It's why marathon runners are a broomstick. Yeah. Like, you're just yeah. – that's the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. But I know some people who, like, calculated it out. Like, they were, like, you know, 5,000 calories a day and they'd pack their – like, they had so much food. Yeah. And that's what their – their main thing was food on the trail. Whereas for me, it was just getting the distance and getting to Mexico
1: get to Mexico, get to Mexico,
0: <laughs> get to Mexico, ration your food. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> You're not going to die. It's not Ethiopia yet, Gretel.
1: <laughs> yet.
0: That's what I was like, yet. I was like, I still had food there. I was like, I'm okay.
1: Did, yep. your, did your health start kicking in as you were getting close to the end of the trail or after the trail ended?
0: It was interesting. It actually kicked in after the trail. Surprisingly, my period came back. And that was very strange because I was like, "All right, what's this about?" <laughs> <laughs> like, what, is this okay. what is this What is this? What is this? And I was like, "Bring it on!" <laughs> I've never been more celebratory in my life. Yeah. So my my health did start to yeah kick back in mm-hmm. again, and it's been it's gonna it's it will continue to be a slow a slow thing. It ha- you know I've been consistent ever mm-hmm. since, but I mean like it is. Yeah, it's going to be something I've had to live with, this right. condition. So it's a way of, you know, keeping on top of it. But that was just a very interesting and interesting thing that when I stopped and yeah, it came back in that December. Mm.
1: Very mm. bizarre. So strange. Yeah. So, yeah. Good news, but bizarre. I know. <laughs> what was your best and worst experience or day on trail? Mm, good question. My worst. Day on trail was
0: probably Sonora Pass because I was really scared. As I say, I have and I have such respect and such a, like um, admiration to um, the girl I was hiking with, Tripsy. I'm very, very grateful to have had her with me because it was a very scary experience. There was no trail, mm-hmm. so it was pure reliant on on the GPS device and the footprints of the people in front of us. There was only probably, there was a group of four Sobo's who like hiked pretty much majority of the trail together. They had stayed together and you could see their footprints, but they didn't know where they were going. So they had sort of, yeah, I know. I was like, I mean, there were like hikers who were like, whatever. Like they were like, they were sliding down things. I was like, oh, my God, I'm not sliding. I can't slide. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to die. Um, but they, So they sort of had created, um, you know. False trail. All, false trail, complete false trail. And it was like it was so dangerous to follow that because you are like, well, where am I now? So when we started following that, all of a sudden we look at the GPS and it's like that's not where the trail is. The trail is back over that way. And we're like, but how do we get over there? And it's like it's down there. And you're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So. It was a, a day where we both. I know Tripsy was emotionally in a very rough place too. Like we sat down and we're just like, you know, we'd sit apart and we're like, oh my god, like what are we doing? And I remember being, yeah, it was a very very scary day on the trail. Um, and I did my resupply at Sonora resupply on the, at the highway pass, and it wasn't a great experience of resupply because there was no way to contact the gentleman who does Sonora resupply. So, and there's no reception at Sonora Pass. Uh. So I was running around trying to find where the hell he had parked his van and it was in this like side trail area. There's no sign pointing to it. It was just like, it was a disaster. So I was already in a very highly emotional state and trying to get through the Sierras before any more snow had happened. So it was just, that was the worst day on trail um, that I would call because I was very, very scared. The best day on trail for me was hiking Old Snowy, um, which is Goat Rocks. Okay, Goat Rocks in Washington. That day was the best because I had just a few days before, like, yeah, a few days or a week or so before, had met the guy Barry that I was mm-hmm. talking about on the trail earlier. And so we decided to just sort of, there was a whole bunch of sobos and we thought just let them go, let's just go. Like we just wanted to keep going and hiking. So we decided to do Goat Rocks and it was just, it was the best day on trial because it was so hard. Like, Goat Rocks is hard that we just, every so often, would just be like, we'd chuck our pack down on the ground and just sit down and laugh and like just look out and just, it was just like, a, it was an amazing day to just chill out. It really taught me to chill out. It was my first day on the trail that I'd laughed and laughed out loud up until then it was really sort of hard work and it was real like Gretel was focused on goal goal this much this much it felt like a job and then I got <laughs> to go rocks and all that. I know and it's fine it's fine it's a job <laughs> I'm like it's a job you got to get to Mexico it was my job but this was the first day on trail that someone had just taught me to take a load off and just laugh like the experience was really fun and so we decided to take what they call the old snowy alternate. Which is the horse route um, that goes up and over? So the horses have to go up; they can't do across the snow pass. So there was a huge snow snow section to cross, and I'd seen a couple of like day hikers trying to do it, and they were just going so slow. Like I was like, it was a bit of a it was a snow shoot. So like I don't know, do we take that or do we take old Snowy up there? (laughs) So we're like let's go old snowy. <laughs> so we took old snowy and it's just, you're walking on rocks like the whole time. It's crazy, but it was so fun. And that was my, my favorite day on trail was yeah. Old snowy. Plus we had a lot of like laughter over his accent versus my Australian mm-hmm. accent. So he would say old snowy, like old snowy. And I would be like old snowy, like with an ee, and so I would just turn into this whole like laughing thing of old snowy. So yeah. That's my
1: recall. <laughs> it was the joke that never got bad.
0: It never got bad. Still doesn't get bad. Rings me up and he's like, hey, old Snowy. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yes, that was my best of worst.
1: Fantastic. Did the lesson or the laughing, the, the whatever that you learned yeah. on that day, did that last through the trail? Like, did you? Absolutely.
0: yeah.
1: Not taken quite as seriously
0: huge- and absolutely it was a huge lesson in itself and also for life for me because coming from the the career that I was doing like I was doing eight shows a week in you know Broadway musicals and yeah I was like well this was my thing for 10 years I was doing that and you know, I, I took myself I took myself seriously. My job was really serious. Mm-hmm. I would not speak on a Monday because I was Protect like looking after my voice. I was like, yeah, I was like, exactly so. I would you know respect that. I would turn up to work you know two hours earlier than the actual allotted hour earlier time. So I was there three hours early to warm up to make sure I was ready and that I was in my on my A game. So I was a bit of a you'd say a stress head to an extent. I, I just took work really really seriously. And that day, yeah. I think it was a lesson for me to, yeah, it's okay to laugh at a lot of stuff. Like it's okay. The the trails should be fun. Right. And if it's not fun, then ask yourself why you're doing it. And that was one thing. It's type two fun as a lot of people would refer to it as. It's like childbirth, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I haven't had a child but my parent, my mom will tell me like it's type two fun. It's like you do the uphill and you're like, oh, my God, I hate this. It's so bad. Oh, my God, it's the worst time. And you get up there and you're like. Oh my God, this is so amazing. I'll do that again. Yep. <laughs> She's like, it's like childbirth. She's like, you, you go through the pain and you're like, oh my God, that lovely creature after it. The next minute you're pregnant again and you go through it again. You're like, oh my God, what was I thinking? <laughs> and then you're like, yeah.
1: oh, it's a beautiful baby. <laughs> so yeah, type two fun. Now you're back in the real world and you're mm-hmm. back into your
0: Music Music and and all that stuff. Dance (laughs) and acting and and all of that.
1: And Mm. Are you taking yourself as seriously or have you been able to step back a little bit and just get some perspective on it?
0: Good, good, good question. Um, When I was in LA, because I made the
1: decision to move to LA after the trail,
0: that was probably not the greatest decision because I definitely fell into taking myself seriously very fast Mm. again. Um so it was just because I was sucked into the the image thing for me because I was so used to not looking at myself in the mirror and um I was sucked into that I was sucked into caring what people thought mm-hmm. and all that you know that comes with LA so I mean the decision even though it was also a visa thing for me I couldn't work in the mm-hmm. states um the decision to come up to Canada and live in Vancouver at the moment was was very necessary because it sort of made me reassess and remember, like to be able to see those mountains and to actually look over and see Mount Baker from the sea. I'm like, oh my God, as if I walked past that like round that area and further yeah. like what? It made me take a lot of perspective again to not take it so seriously. Yeah. And to yeah, to laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and also more than anything though, the the trail really taught me because being a sobo, you can um pick and choose the people you will hike with because there's less of you. So you can slow down if you don't. If you're not enjoying a group of people, don't walk at their pace. You know what I mean? Like don't put yourself through hell to keep up to someone else's standards. And it's the same as like if you want to walk with a bunch of people who are really fun, then slow down. Slow down and let them catch up and have fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing I took out of this was that I've been able to reassess the people, that, like the energies of people who are around me. So I've been able to put myself with people who make me laugh and I've been able to now even in, you know, my my current day job, like to be able to appreciate the women and men that I work with to really – to know the people. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll hang out with you. I I would hang out with you because you make me laugh. You make me chill out. Whereas other people, I'm like, I wouldn't hang out with you because that you're putting me on a stress level of a hundred. So it's like, yeah, it's really made me put, have great perspective in the things I want, the things I don't want and the things I need and the things I
1: don't need. You, you, you're probably also more sensitive to good energy, bad energy, Oh, yeah.
0: of thing and <laughs> 100%. When you haven't had to be around anyone's energy, all of a sudden when you're doing, as I say, I did 10 days alone in this year. Is when it's 10 days of you, it's a lot of time up here and some people can't handle those thoughts. Yeah. So you've got to be okay with yourself first and foremost. And that way, when you're okay with yourself, you can also start to become in tune with being okay with the people who are around you and being able to, you know, you don't need that energy. Yeah. You don't need that because that's not making you okay.
1: You give yourself um, permission yeah, you start to 100%. not like their energy mm-hmm. and to say, you know And what? it's okay. I, I don't need it's that. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: That's exactly right. It's totally okay. And that's what I, I would have struggled, I think, though, in hindsight, being northbound. Because as a no I do like my alone time. And I know that people have to fight for camp spots and yeah. stuff. There was a certain section where I was hiking. I got stuck hiking with a bunch of about 10 to 12 sobos. We'd all sort of caught up at the same time and it was really difficult because we all got along very well um, and there was not one person in that group that you'd be like, I would never hang out with you. Like they were lovely people. So it was a really hard decision to make to either do big miles to get away from them. Because it was hard to get camp spots because all of a sudden you had 12 people and you're like, there's three tent sites, like, uh, what are we going to do? Um, so you'd have to sort of go, well, I'm going to hike another three miles right. um, so that I could get a camp spot up ahead. So it was sad to lose them, but it was also necessary.
1: Yeah. You've got to be willing to hard. take care of yourself
0: that's it you have to and that's the whole thing and that's why it's really strange when some people i find it strange if people have hiked things like the pct or the at or the cdt and they can't they are reliant on other people i find that it must be a very strange experience to have hiked an entire trail for that long with the same people yeah
1: Mm. you know I can tend from a husband, a wife, or like a couple. I I understand that. But even then, I mean, how many true couples spend twenty-four-seven with each other for five months? Like,
0: I know. Well, we had we had a couple who did the AT, and they also did the PCT. But you could just tell that they. I mean, they'd have times of the day where they would sort of just hike a little bit apart, you know, and it would only be a few meters, or I mean, a few miles apart, you know but they would always come back together and they and their energies you just you just knew that they were yeah like a hiking team right. they had they had created a um, system
1: yeah. that gave them they the do. space but the together that totally. yeah
0: they knew it and they also hiked with other people generally they never very rarely just hiked together right. so they had conversations with other people and then at the end of the day of course they'd tent together right um and just, you know go about their own business and they were lovely they were such a good couple i love them
1: <laughs> the memories <laughs> do you find yourself keeping in touch with a lot of the people you met on the trail
0: i was speaking about this the other day um there was mainly well i've kept in contact with barry a lot because we hiked a lot together and Bergie, who was going down going all towards, the way down <laughs> going all the way he's going to you know the arctic circle <laughs> again and again 360 I've kept in touch with mainly those two boys because they were my sort of main mm-hmm. main contenders and also Tripsy. Um I kept I've kept in contact with her even though I do need to catch up with her. I was like oh, I haven't spoken to her in months. So this um, is a poke poke
1: to keep in touch they, with
0: her. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know it's terrible. She went on a trip to Europe and then like right cuz I'm like I need to get in t- contact with her. Um so yeah, but I mean we sort of keep in touch mainly. I mean Instagram makes it so easy these days to be able to like someone's photo and go, hey, you look like you're having a great time. But I mean, if you're talking in respect of actual phone calls and conversations, mainly Barry and Bergie were like two people. And that makes sense because I hiked the majority of the trail with them. Yeah.
1: It's sort of one of those things where it's like you, or I would assume it's one of those things where you meet people on the trail and you get along and everybody, you know, you like everybody and, and whatever. Yep. But again, that doesn't mean that you have to be friends for the rest of your life. It doesn't mean that exactly. you have to keep in contact with them. Like yep. they're there in your life yep. for a moment and then they're gone. And that's okay too.
0: Exactly. And because they created that moment without them, there was not that right. moment. So it's like they, they were necessary for that time. And I think everyone that you meet on the trail also teaches you something about yourself um, that you need to take further along the trail, even if you see them, if you only hike with them for one day you still, you learn something from them. Yeah. That you're like, Oh yeah, I really liked that about that person. And then, you know, you either, is it something about yourself that you want to, you know, maybe you want to find that in a person, a future, Mm -hmm. you know, partner, whatever. Yeah. You
1: understand better about yourself or more about yourself. Absolutely. I mean, God, the
0: whole trail, if you can, if you can hike it solo and deal with your own thoughts, I think you understand yourself a lot better than yeah, than anyone will ever <laughs>
1: understand. Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> well, it's yeah. so hard
1: these days to actually get away from all of the distractions that are the world now. Because we are so connected with phones and music and computers and internet and, and so forth that people don't spend yep. time with themselves.
0: It, we don't. And it's really difficult. Even if we do spend time with ourselves, it's generally like at a cafe or something. Yeah. So it's like you're surrounded by noise other stuff noise people babies crying sipping baby chinos and you're like what um you know and you're there playing on your ipad <laughs> yeah. it's like and and it's like you can't just go off the grid in a city like it's just it's impossible to to do that and try to you know still have a job and make mm-hmm. money and you have still got to move with the times but i think there's also a place where you've got to understand you need to shut that off every so often reset yeah yeah, I think it's really not a bad idea to turn your phone off for a day. I need to do it more often. Yeah. Um, it was something I sort of promised myself after the PCT and I haven't done it often enough. Uh, but just to turn off the devices because it was lovely hiking without yeah. it.
1: It's hard. I found it stressful
0: when I got into towns and I was like, oh, my God, I've got to, what, what, ah. It's like so many notifications. I remember it was really like trying to talk things through. It was I had to just put priority on my parents because they were my resupply people. So they were my point of contact. If I was like, I need a new this, I need a new that, or in the next town, can you organise a trail angel? Like, they were my emergency contact. So I had to put it all on them. Whereas I'd have all these like inbox messages: Hey, how are you going? What's going on? Like, how do I explain what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. I'll talk to you when I get to Mexico. Right. <laughs> well, the, the,
1: the, the, yeah. the the way that people contact the the phones, the text messages, the bings and the vibrations and the it's like Vegas, like. It's, it is. It is. It's a, it's a slot machine. <laughs> yeah. ding, and there's a reason ding. why Vegas does that. I'm getting any money. I'm paying for it. <laughs> That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, no, it's fascinating. It's a very interesting. I have
1: no regrets of it at all. And you may even do it again. Well, exactly.
0: I know. <laughs> never say never. Never say never. I would never say never. I, I loved it. Like, I've got all the gear now. We're talking about the other day. with like, you know, do – do you go and do it? Like, do you want to do it again? I'd, I'd happily do it again. And I'd probably be okay. Like, I mean, I'd probably do so much of it and be like, yeah, I'm going to go back home now. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to walk the entire
1: Your thing. Your goal is different.
0: Yeah, the goal is completely different. I'm, I might set myself a goal, though, because that's the sort of person I am. So it might be like, I want to make it to, you know, wherever. Yeah. And then be like, okay with it from there. Just be like, yeah, that's cool. I know. So, yeah. Uh,
1: the, uh, <laughs> well, you were saying that, just recently you started thinking about the AT. So it's like.
0: I know. Well, that's why I looked. I was like, oh, the AT. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, this is a funny one. I was like, Maybe. Well, who knows? I might go and do a little bit over there. You know
1: what I've been hearing from people though about the AT? Because I've talked to a, a number of triple crowners and what oh, they using. say is that the AT is the most difficult.
0: They say this because there's a lot of up and mm-hmm. down. Am I correct? It's a lot of up and down. It's yeah. very wet. Yeah.
1: Because you could. Did they nobo or sobo? Uh, most of them were, actually, most of them were nobo. But there was there was a uh, one that was a sobo. He was yeah, the guy with I'd the like fishing pole. Know-
0: the fishing pole that makes me really happy. Did he ship that out? <laughs> yes, he got rid of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I shipped out a lot of stuff. <laughs> I was like, I started out with a lot of stuff. I was like, yep,
0: that's not happening. <laughs> you
1: know, I, I have talked to so- actually the 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 woman who got me sort of going on this path cuz I've been talking about wanting to do the PCT for a while uh, and I yeah. life happens and how can you take 5 or 6 months off and and all of that kind of That's stuff and I was actually up in Portland last summer mm. shooting a TV series and yeah a friend of a friend uh had done the PCT with her god I think he was 10-year-old son amazing know, right yes yes but we had been talking about it and one of the lessons that she was telling me about that she had learned from it was, you know, you bring all these crazy things with you when you start because you just don't know. And you think you're going to need yes. all this stuff. And when you do that, people tell you on the trail, oh, you don't need that stuff. Like, they, they almost want to shame you into dropping things. They do. They
0: shame you. There was someone who was constantly like, like I was going to call him Shakedown mm-hmm. as a trail name because he just constantly would walk up behind people and be like, "What's your pack weight?" Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, I don't know." Like they'd say something, and he's like, "You need a shakedown." I was like, "Okay, whoa!" Like absolute judgment. So yeah. that's interesting.
1: But but her yeah. her takeaway from all of that, which which I actually really took to heart, which was you carry it as long as you carry it. Like it's your yep. it's your journey. So you carry it as yep. long as you carry it, and then when you're ready to let it go, you let it go.
0: That's exactly right. Oh my god, I love that because that was me. <laughs> I started out, I had a Samsung tablet, a camera, um, I had an extra I had hiking boots mm-hmm. because I was, someone told me, yeah, take hiking boots. I was like, who was that? Um so I had boots also along with altars. I had I had a swimsuit, I think I did at one <laughs> stage. What was that about? Um there was something else. Modesty I had. between I had like you and the a, bears, uh, right? Yeah, I had bear spray. I had a bear can to start. Holy, what was I thinking? But hey, I was adamant. I was like, "No, I'm going to have it." And I got to, I got to white pass and was like, "It's time for the bear can to go." And I just shipped it out. Like it's it, you know? And it went with the bear spray. Mm-hmm. I couldn't ship the bear spray because you can't ship that stuff. I was like, "That'll go." Um, there was all sorts of things. Like I was just like, "I don't need that. I don't need that." Like, and it just it gradually yeah one after the other it just kept going yeah until you're like that's okay that's really interesting I love that yeah. that, that little concept
1: you said I, it's it, that's a lesson for life exactly that that was sort of what we let it go and we let it go yeah and it's okay mm-hmm. like if you let it go today and somebody else let it go yesterday it's okay it's okay <laughs> right hike your own hike
0: yes <laughs> yeah I always I totally encourage everyone to hike their own hike because you do whatever you're – if you don't – and it's the same thing. I know a lot of people who were shamed for um, skipping out around Mm -hmm. the wildfires. Oh, and they were bad last year. They were – it was the year of fire and ice. And people who were shamed for skipping the Sierras. I'm like, we had three deaths in the space of a couple of weeks. I am not shaming you for uh, for skipping that. I know someone I ran into and he was really depressed. Like it was up towards like Oregon. And he was like sitting down and I was like, Hey, nice to meet you. Like, and of course I'm like fresh, like I'm in Oregon. I was like, Oh my god, I'm so excited. And um he's like he was sitting there and he's like, Oh, yeah, well, I had to skip the Sierras and I was like, Hey, you got I was like, But you've got this far. I was like, I think that was a smart choice of the fact that you're you're still on the mm-hmm. trail and I was like, it's the Sierras. You can go back and do it next year. Or if you finish it in time, go back and do it now. (laughs) Like I was like, it's not the end of the world. The Sierras are going nowhere. (laughs) Like they're there. And the fact that you hike it this year or the fact that you hike it next year – whatever, you still hike the Pacific Crest Trail. And so, I mean, he was really like, he was like, yeah, but oh there's no point, like I may as well just quit now. And I was like, oh, okay, whoa. Um, so there was a lot of people who were put through shame of that and then the same with like hiking the highways. It took people out of the trail. Like they they had goals of get. I know people who started out and were like, Mexico, and they were so strong, you know, pulling out 35 miles a day and they were incredible hikers and they completely injured themselves hiking the highways, gave themselves knee injuries and ankle injuries because they were like, but I'm not. I'm, they're like, I'm not staying true to the trail if I don't hike the I-5 or whatever it is. I don't even know what it is. I was like, who wants to hike that? Yeah. Like, someone ran it with a, a stroller. <laughs> oh, I was god. like, <laughs> he put his pack in a stroller and ran it. Bless him. He's amazing. His name's Crazy Knots. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, you're a god. He was trying. He was doing the Triple Crown, but in one year.
1: I think I heard about this guy. Yeah, Crazy Knots. have to find out. He's a nut. Nah,
0: yeah, K N O T S, crazy Nuts. He's amazing. I had the best conversation with him, but he was so chilled out. He was like, "It's fine." Like, he was like, "If I don't do it, I don't do it." He's like, "But he's trying to set a record." And so he bought a stroller from Craigslist, put his backpack in the stroller, and ran the highway. <laughs> I think the cops stopped him, but <laughs> I think they're like, "What are you doing?" And like, people felt sorry that he was a guy with a stroller, like a baby. They're like, "Oh, what's your baby?" Oh, it's a backpack. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, that's my baby. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, do, do it. Hike your own hike. If you want to hike the highway, go for gold. You know? Do what you need to do. Go for it. If you don't want to, then don't hike the highway. Yeah. 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 Huh. So, no judgment. Have no judgments out of the PCC. But people do judge. People so do judge. So, that's one i like, remove the judge. The cults, judge. Yeah. Don't
1: judge. Judge and it's shame. Okay. Which Judge and shame. Which is such a human thing, unfortunately.
0: Yep. Yep, people are ashamed for what they have in their packs or what clothing they've got on or whatever. It's like, do you, do you. I know, there was a friend of mine, um, he's amazing. His name's Hurl Goat. That's his. What um is it? His that Hurl Goat. Yeah, H-U-R-L. Hurl. Okay. Goat. Goat, yeah. Hurl Goat. And he did laundry every day. He had like a washing line. He'd hang up. And he washed all – he was the cleanest hiker you will ever find. His clothing was white. He was amazing. And he was such a good hiker. And he still – like he still – he did the high Sierra route. Um, Sierra high route, sorry. And um, he's just like – you know, people would judge that and be like, who's this guy with a full line of washing out? I was like, he wants to wash his clothes. Yeah, go for it. If he had time to wash his clothes, hell yeah. Yeah i was tired <laughs> i'm not washing my clothes i'll bird bath myself and that's it see <laughs> so, ya yeah. but he'd have he'd have a full sh- like shower in the waterfall It was like yes like he was like a caveman and washing like and and his pack was 64 pounds oh jesus okay yeah yep so but if he could do it he could do it and he did it he did it so go hell goat. no kidding <laughs> jesus I like the thing
1: about Sobo everyone finds their own. People are all different. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to catch my hair. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm going through my notes really quick and just making sure because I've kept I, you here for a little bit. Don't stress. Luckily, you're in the same time zone. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it was later, I'd still be like a bing. I'm like a night owl. <laughs> oh, you did a fundraising campaign for this.
0: Oh, I did, yes, yes. That was for the Diabetic um, Foundation. It was mainly that it happened. It wasn't something I'd set out to do. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the foundations back in Australia got a hold of me when they knew that I had started doing it, started doing the trail. So it wasn't with full intention yet to start. They just noticed that I was hiking it for health benefits. Ideally, I would have hiked it for the PCOS um, uh, Foundation, But um, they didn't actually really have a foundation as such, I don't think, at the time, anyway. But I would have um, if I if I had done enough planning Mm -hmm. of it. Um, But it was such a fast, yeah, do it and go.
1: What is PCOS? Uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: that's the little acronym.
1: Okay, I just want to make sure because (laughs) okay, (laughs) I am having way too much fun here. But anyway. Oh, is there anything that you were packing with you on food wise that you will never? Well, I guess you already kind of answered this, but you will never have again. Like you just finally got sick of it.
0: No, no, I'd eat it all again. I'd have it all tomorrow for a meal, like meals. Really
1: strange. That is actually kind of strange.
0: But... I did take Vegemite, so but I'm just letting you know that I took Vegemite for the Australians. Like <laughs> that was my like luxury item: Vegemite and a pillow. <laughs> 'Cause that was my vitamin B. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, and, and honestly, most people are carrying pillows now. Yeah. So I reckon I'm not judging. Go for it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I slept in Tyvek for Christ's sake.
1: <laughs> I am totally in my head, every time you say that, I now see a Tyvek like burrito or Tyvek taco. Right? Yes. Tyvek Taco.
0: That's what I made. A Tyvek Taco. And now every time I see Tyvek on a house, like construction Mm -hmm. house, I'm like, I use Tyvek. (laughs)
1: Trail. Trail, trail, trail. So there's trail names, which we've we've got trail Mm -hmm. magic, trail angels, trail families. I mean, we've kind of talked about trail name, we've talked about trail family. And we've a little kind of briefly talked about trail angels and trail Uh, magic. Yeah. So
0: Okay, let me, let me, as a, cause it's interesting, cause you haven't, I'm the only Sobo you've yes. spoken to, am I correct, for the PCT? Yeah. Um, it's a very unfortunate situation, but we don't, as southbounders, we don't get a lot of trail ma- magic. Ah, uh, that is a sad, shame. Yeah, but that's okay, because I'm like, it's out of the goodness of their hearts, and I don't judge them, like mm-hmm. I was saying with the Trail Angel business. We do hike off peak, so. Yeah we're not at the forefront of their of their game. I had trail magic twice on the entire trail. Okay. Once in Oregon and once coming into Cascade Locks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a hard thing for me to comment mm-hmm. on because but the two times I had it, they were lovely. One was like a, a scout group. <laughs> oh, <God>. And the <laughs> second time the second time was um a lovely a father of a previous PCT hiker of the year before who was giving back to the trail. Um, and that was awesome. I, I mean, I sat down, but it was all with, like, northbounders. It was them coming into trail days, so it was that Cascade crazy life, yeah. time. Oh, my God, that was probably one of the most stressful times because as a southbounder, you'll just pass it. I pass, like, 150 to 200 hikers a day. Wow. um and of course it's just like a train of them mm-hmm. and so you're like stand off to the side and wait for them to pass you know because you're like the minority <laughs> it's right. like so it's quite it, that was a difficult time but yeah trail trail magic i didn't get a lot of and of course they don't didn't really cater to my stupid diet so it's not like you know when they're like do you want a bucket of ice cream That's so lovely. Like, (laughs) thank you. Ben and Jerry sounds amazing, but it's probably not going to make me feel really good.
1: (laughs) I didn't think about that, but but that's true. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, if my advice to trail, if I was to be a trail angel, I would be coming with all the fruit in the world, fresh fruit. I just, because I craved that. That was one thing. I was like, watermelon. I was like, like pineapple. Like, I was just like, oh my God, that really like in the heat of Oregon, right. I was like, just give me something really fruity and juicy. And like, yeah, I was like, that sort of stuff, or like really fresh stuff, like fresh sandwiches. That'd be nice. Yeah, but you know, it's trail magic. You, get you can't, what you like, get. Vegas can't be producers. Exactly. So I'm like, if I'm going to trail Angel, wait, it's going to be Gretel's fresh produce. <laughs> no one will take any of it you want to be like oh we'll just keep going (laughs) bye (laughs) so yeah and then the trail angels of of course i um yeah i had sort of more trail angels Mm -hmm. towards the end when i would started in california right yeah but they're amazing they're incredible people they'll like take your packages they'll i'll say they'll give you a shower they'll give you food they'll give it and like they're just amazing people
1: could you see yourself being a trail angel at some point or Totally, absolutely.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, and I would do it for the sobos. I would go to I would Represent. go to Washington. Yeah, right. I would go to Washington and I would do it very early on in the season or do it very late in the desert. Okay. Yeah, very late desert time. If I moved back down to um to LA, okay. that area, I would I would head out there during um the sobo end of season. Right. Do it all the time and just bring loads of water at that point. It would be water more so for the uh, desert, whereas it would be more, um, fruits, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Comfort stuff. Like, yeah, that sort of stuff that at the first bit of the trail that your body's sort of craving a little bit of because it's missing a home meal. Yeah. Yeah. By the end of the trail, you're like, whatever, water, water, water,
1: (laughs) deserts, just water.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, I've gotten through basically everything that's on my little sheet, but I'm, Posing yeah. the question to you, is there anything you feel like we haven't touched on?
0: Anything we haven't touched on? Hmm. Is your
1: mother, like, in the background here listening to this? And
0: She's over on the bed, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything, let me again, because you can edit this out. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you, you yeah, yeah, talked about Garmin, and, like, how I think that's really important, the Garmin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As a family, mom's like, that's number one, <laughs> the Garmin, because um, it kept, it kept a lot. Yeah. It's just, that was more peace of mind for anyone, especially as I said earlier, yeah. like I didn't have any family to run to. Um,
1: so for them, that was have it. Have you gone back what through else? all of the messages that you sent like each day and just kind of
0: I went back through, through a few of the messages very early on. And that was hilarious. Like I was just like, because we had, I didn't have the unlimited plan. I bought the unlimited plan a few weeks <laughs> in when we realized that you needed okay, it. <laughs> we should, plan- yeah, I need the unlimited plan. At first it was like 40 characters or something oh, and you're just like, you're like, feet, blisters, ouch, I'm tired. <laughs> like awful, awful words that just sound like I'm dying. <laughs> and I look back at the time and I was like, it, I wasn't feeling that, but the text messages give this tone of like emergency. <laughs> like. So You were tweeting my your experience. About- yeah, I was tweeting my experience when Twitter was like, Two characters. <laughs> Ow. Um mainly it was about feet. All that first thing was all shoes and feet. Because it was so difficult at the time. But yeah, it was first sort section. of Yeah. First section was footwear, Sierra's was more about warmth. Okay. Like that was what we that was what I was panicking about coming into the snow. Water. Yeah. Desert was about water. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That's your that's your sections. First you start out and it's about injuries and yeah. getting used to the trail. Oh no, just hold off for a second because it's a podcast. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'll just like stop saying yeah in the background. So I'll say it again. <laughs> the first section of, of Washington is like more about, or anywhere, even if you start in the desert, is like all about, yeah, footwear um, and getting used to the trail. Then sort of the middle section is wa- about keeping warm because it's the weather changing and you're not, you don't have any stuff in your mm-hmm. pack because you're trying to go ultralight. Right. So therefore, you're trying to keep yourself warm with ultralight gear, which is really difficult. And then towards the desert, of course, is just all about water because that's what you're getting to at the end of the trail. Yeah. But, yeah, other than that, what else haven't I touched on? Um, we've talked about pack weight. But, no, but, I mean, as, as a parent, parental perspective, I mean, I've heard from their stories mm-hmm. that um, they, like, how much communication was really important to them being so far away. And, I mean, their, their perspective of the trail was very different. Like at first they were envisaging like me just sort of like in scary forest woods being eaten by bears and like they've got a really mm-hmm. like a tunnel vision of darkness and death and like, oh, my God, like every bad thing under the sun. It's like everything bad that could go wrong, parents think and family think is going to go wrong. Um, because they don't see what you're seeing. And it was only rec- like after the trail when I'd shown, but this is what I was walking through. Like it's beautiful. Like And they're like, oh, like that campsite we thought you were like in a dungeon, like you were like in a cave. Like, it's like, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> like some nights it's scary, but it's not that bad. But, yeah, and it was really strange. Like, I mean, something that I could talk about, I suppose, is as a female getting used to the feeling of being scared and afraid. Right. because. I didn't feel scared or afraid after, like after the first few nights of camping alone. All of a sudden, like h- halfway through Washington, it's like this thing just overtakes you. Where as a female, it's like I was I was fine. I don't know what it was. There was something. You just start to realize that you can do things because. You're problem-solving every day. You're putting one foot in front of the other every day. You're packing up your entire house every day and moving. Like you can do what the boys can do. Mm -hmm. You start to get your hiker legs and all of a sudden your pace is starting to, you know, is starting to pick up. And it's like and even if you aren't fast, us women can go for longer distances We don't get as hungry as often, I don't think, as the boys. The boys are like, I mean, they go so skinny so quick, whereas we store fats mm-hmm. and we can, we can go and, you know, our bodies use our body energy and we don't complain as much. That's also another thing. And it's not, a, it's nothing to do. It's just the male-female way of life. I mean, I've studied psychology and sociology. I did a year of nuclear medicine before I went into performing arts. And so, I mean, I did these units in understanding the female and male cognitive ways. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we are made to think that we are less than as women, and I think that's one thing that I started to realize out there on the trail. I was not less than. If anything, I was equal and more than Mm -hmm. in in some ways. Um, So I started to really recognize how strong I was as a female to be out there, and also the support from men out there, like the men that I would run into. Like hunters, for example, I suppose we haven't talked about hunters, no. but hunters, yeah. I mean, that's a scary thing when you've got a hunter walking at you with a bow and arrow or a gun, and they are head to toe camouflage. All you can see is their eyes. You, it's, it's like it's right, a yeah. You have yeah. You're, oh my god, my god, we've seen it all in Scream one, two, and three. Yeah. Like it's like it's there. But these gentlemen are so respectful most of them come from you know a household where you know they have such great respect for women and you know they'd stop and have a conversation they're like are you like are you, are you hiking this alone and you're like well you know and sometimes I would be a little bit like Oh, there's a friend behind me and I – no, there's not. But, yeah, I've got a couple of mates, you know, behind me and they're like, oh, my God. And they're like, oh, it's so amazing that you're doing this. What, you're hiking from Canada to Mexico? I'm going to do this. They're like, if you could, like, oh, my God, you're like making women, like you guys – putting you guys on the map sort of thing, like to be able to do something like this. Like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and I think it's also one thing, you know, to have these sort of guys. They had such respect and such admiration. Mm -hmm. for women whereas I mean you see guys do it and the the hunters would be like yeah it's just another guy you know whatever whereas for women they're like this is crazy like wow good on you and I wasn't I was so encouraged they're like just keep going right you know just these men who were like you're almost there like that's amazing not one of them ever like I was I was safer on the trail than I was with that rightwood experience yeah. of like a hitchhiking thing. When I was more in towns, that's when I'd get more sus behaviour suspect behaviour from men. Mm-hmm. Whereas um on the trail, the men were so, you know, putting me on a pedestal um for being a female surrounded by this sort of energy. Yeah. And so that was one really, really interesting thing. And and also a female I mean, I had dyed my hair brown right. for the trail because I didn't want to deal with regrowth. <laughs> but how self you know oh my god
1: uh, i mean but, you say that and we joke about it but like you know i on a trail for five months i'm gonna go gray like that's just exactly. what it is it's like
0: well what's gonna happen so you're like well what is, okay it's gonna happen you know so it's one of those things where i mean i started to go blonder towards mm-hmm. the end of the trail of course because the sun bleaching and it just lightened up because i wasn't you know putting brown in it and i think and I don't mean this in a in a, a very self-obsessive way, but to look to look like a female, do you know what I mean? Like out on the trail, like to not dress like one of the boys or make yourself or dress yourself down mm-hmm. to fit in with other to what the hiking look should be. Like I mean, I was in a hot pink shirt with, as I say, a bright blue backpack and like bright blue shorts I had purple gaiters and but like I mean I I was a lollipop <laughs> like out on the, I was like oh my god and you know my hair was up with like a purple thing on it's like I looked I looked like a, I, I look like a girl on the trail let's be honest I I didn't I didn't dress myself to look masculine okay. on the trail and I think that's one thing that I was very proud of to be able to represent a, a girl just to have a to be to have a female to wear pink on mm-hmm. the trail. Do you know what I mean? Um, and to not feel judged by that.
1: Right. You, you got um, to own it.
0: That was nice. I got to own it, exactly. As I say, hike your own hike. And that's one thing I feel like as a female hiker, I got to represent that side of the hikers, um, which could be a little bit overlooked. I think some people, yeah. you know, might – I mean, but when you're getting down to California, you start to see a little bit more of the Californian girls who are out on the hikes or whatever and it's like a day hike and, you know, they're in everyday gear mm-hmm. and you're a bit like, you know, they're a day hiker. They've got a little tiny, you know, purse pack on. Yeah. um, and But I, I looked at them and I looked at them with admiration where I was like, yes, like, all right, you know, you're out here doing that. That's a, like, good on you. You're you're hiking. <laughs> like, go girls. You're getting out. I don't care what you look like. You're getting out. You're getting outdoors. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's my perspective on that sort nice. of, on the femininity things.
1: Yeah. One, I think one last question yeah. that that just came up as you were talking about it, the bugs, the mosquitoes, the, the flies, the, I know that there's a picture <laughs> out there of you with a nice little head net on.
0: <laughs> okay. Let me talk about the bugs, the knacks. Oh my God. Okay. Washington. Was only a little bit bad towards the end, coming closer to the border. It wasn't bad at first. There was some mosquitoes Mm -hmm. that started, and my advice is they don't really get you when you're walking. It's when you stop and you start to put up your tent or anything at night. They just they zoom like they swarm in. If you don't like, I mean, people were like, don't wear, don't want to wear DEET or anything because of the chemicals that are in it and stuff. That's fine. I'm not judging anyone. Don't want to wear it. Don't want to wear it. Or if you want to wear something natural, go for it. Most people didn't want to carry the extra liquid in their bag and that's fine. I get that. If you don't though, one thing that did work was, A, putting the head net on, but putting your rain gear on to set up your tent. Okay. Because the rain gear, they can't pierce through the rain gear. So they just sort of buzz around and then they realize it's not working. So they just go away. So I found that that was okay. I I do know that the mosquitoes did take a lot of people off trail Um, like northbounders who just had had enough because the melt off was just they couldn't even zip up their tents They'd be like inside, and you're like, okay. So I didn't get terrible mosquito activity. I got terrible gnat activity. Now that's down. Have you ever you know much about the gnats? Mm.
1: So talk, talk it.
0: Yeah, they're these little tiny flying things that are more associated with the heat. Okay, so. But what they do, there is something – I know Mary Poppins, the um, other trail hiker, she was telling me something about that there's a possibility that they're attracted to CO2, so they're attracted to our breath and our sweat pores, our glands, obviously. So it started in Oregon, a really bad batch happened, but a really terrible batch happened coming into Tehachapi, like that sort of area just after the Sierras, and like – unbearable they just what they do is they fly around your face like this all day like as you're walking they bounce yeah it's intense so and they're just finding anywhere that's got heat and co2 i've got a video of myself and it's like 200 of them just swarming because they're attracted Mm -hmm. so but they do come and like start they do touch your face if you don't have something on so people had shipped out their head nets, like I nah, haven't used that for mosquitoes. And then they got to this section and were like, "Oh my god!" Um, so and they fly into your tent and everything, like they're mm-hmm. pretty intense. So I cannot recommend enough a mosquito head net. Just keep it in your bag the entire time. If bugs do annoy you, yeah. but uh, I mean, I'm I, bugs don't annoy me back home. Like I'm like bugs, bugs, like it's fine. But when you're walking in that for twelve hours a day. It's like a dripping tap. It's torture. Yeah. So, yeah, the gnats did give me, like, send me up the wall. So that was the only sort of bugs that I had come across. by uh, Biting flies Okay, were in Washington also.
1: The thing that stopped
0: them was
1: rain gear. And so you're just hiking with the head net and the rain gear.
0: The flies won't get you when you're walking, and neither will the mosquitoes, ideally, unless, like, uh, the mosquitoes are a little bit. That's why, I, I mean, I carry DEET. I used mm-hmm. a little bit of DEET but then I shipped it out when I didn't need it anymore. So something, I would use something for that sort of protection, but the biting flies only get you when you stop. So when I was putting up my tent, I'd put on my rain gear, and that would, as I was putting it up and getting ready and eating dinner outside, I would wear the mosquito head net and my rain gear. Okay. Yeah. And
1: then you'd finish that, you'd jump into your tent, shut it, and then basically have to kill anything that made it in there with you? Most of it, Yeah. And most of
0: them are pretty fine. They don't really get in that fast. If you leave your tent open, that's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some people whose tents were, like, broken. I was like, get that fixed. Like, don't sleep with it on, not open. God. <laughs> so, yeah, it's that was the only bugs, mm-hmm. like, those bugs. Did
1: you find yourself cowboy camping very much? No,
0: nope, didn't cowboy camp once. Okay. By choice.
1: Was that just because <laughs> you like the security that nope. the tent –
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's weird, right? But, like, the security that this little thing can really save me from being eaten by a lion. Um, (laughs) I worried more so, yeah, I worried about my stuff. There was, like, a lot of people cowboy camped and then they're like, oh, my food's gone. You're like, well, duh, (laughs) like, dude, you don't have anything. Like, okay, it's just common sense. Um, And then you had people who were like, Oh, I woke up. Oh my God, there's like mice in my sleeping bag. Well, yeah. So the mice were a big thing for cowboy campers. Tarantulas and rattlesnakes in the desert, if you're cowboy camping, like I came across a lot of rattlesnakes because they just like to, you know, go on the warmth as Mm -hmm. long as possible. That's a little bit of a fun one. (laughs) You had quite the introduction
1: to American wildlife, didn't you?
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I come from Australia, right? The snakes I was fine with. So ever I was like the leader of the pack when it came to snakes. So like put her in front of the three <laughs> boys that I waited for into Atchapee. I was like I was leading the pack there because I was like Snake Girl. <laughs> I was like, yeah. one oh, here. <laughs> so yeah, the snakes and the tarantulas they were fine. They didn't really bother me that much, and the mice didn't really bother me. But things like bear, like I I didn't see one. I saw one bear, but it was first day on trail and it wasn't actually on the PCT. Mm-hmm. It was hiking up Hearts Pass. Getting to um, the yeah, the trail had to start the hike north to tag the border and then go south because you can't legally enter from Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. So you didn't know that? I, yeah, I guess that's, maybe I heard um,
1: it somewhere, but I hadn't thought about it logistically.
0: Yeah, so you get fined if you enter if you enter from Canada. Okay. Um, because you haven't legally crossed the border into the
1: US. That, and that was a that was a question that came up with somebody else I was talking to, like a friend, not actually on these. On the podcast, but but friends, like, how does that border thing work?
0: Yeah, so the border thing works. You can cross into Canada, so America's like, that's fine. See you later. You can go, but they're like, don't come back. (laughs) So even if you're like, you cross as a northbounder, if you were to cross the border and tag the 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 Manning Park thing, and then go back and walk into America, you've got a five
1: thousand dollars spot on the spot fine. So it's like. So you can so walk idea- in and then you have to go basically to Vancouver through the border, through the regular. You have to go in,
0: exactly, go back via that way, you catch a bus from Manning Park back to Vancouver and then back in. Okay. So um, so as a Canadian, uh, as a, a southbounder, you have to start your nearest point, unless you do the Pacific Northwest Trail, mm-hmm. your nearest point of entrance is um, Hearts Pass. And then you hike 31 mile- miles north, tag the border, <laughs> then you've got to start south. So we did an extra 31 miles. So the fire closures, I was like, get lost, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I've done the extra 31 miles. (laughs) I was like, I'll be fine. So, yeah, that's the first introduction. Okay. Yeah, to the PCT. So bears, I I, I saw a bear that first day hiking up up the road to that um, start point. So that was it. But other than that, I didn't. And it was because I wasn't making any noise. I was with a group of three people because we started – we all got in a car and there were three mm-hmm. other strangers. Um, we went up. Um, our hearts passed together. And, yeah, we were all sort of quiet and everyone was trying to hike really fast and I was really slow. Um, and then uh, we saw a bear and that was the only one. So I think from there onwards, um, because I was hiking solo and singing a lot,
1: yeah. They chose not to –
0: they chose not to. I was serenading them the whole trail. <laughs> I have no regrets on that. Everyone's like, oh, my God, but you didn't see a bear. I was like, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine because who knows? It might have been friendly. It might not have been friendly, and then I would have been in real trouble. Um, I did see a little either a baby mountain lion or a bobcat of some sort. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a bobcat. I think it was a baby mountain lion um, up in Washington, and that was a little bit scary because mm-hmm. – it was the first morning I'd got onto trail and I wasn't singing. So I started, it was around 7 AM and I was walking along and I was really quiet and I didn't have my music on. And I was like, as I kept I kept walking and I looked up and there's this little lion coming towards me. I was oh, like, no. Jesus. <laughs> so then I just started to sing like at it really loud and like yell and yeah. And it just sort of was like, oh, it ran into the bush. <laughs> and I was like, okay. But then I was aware, because I know that they can stalk. Mm-hmm.
1: So I just kept
0: making noise and looking behind me all the time and singing really loudly, and I didn't see anything
1: ever since then.
0: So that was it. And singing
1: loudly probably made you appear bigger.
0: Exactly. That's the thing. See a mountain, any lion or whatever, just sing loud.
1: (laughs) Be really loud, and that's fine, (laughs) I hope. (laughs) Well, and at least you had a voice as opposed to –
0: <laughs> True, I was like, at least I got a good trail name and it wasn't bad.
1: <laughs> that Yeah, but yes, cool. That was my experience. Yeah, very fun. okay I am yeah. I am I'm gonna let you go.
0: <laughs> That's right. no worries. <laughs> it's
1: been so fun
0: like recalling the experience. you're sort of one of the first people that I've openly spoken to about it mm-hmm. um, since I've done the trail aside from people I've hiked with right, right. yeah.
1: I know just yeah. enough to be dangerous. I know. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: But it's good because you've got an understanding of it. Mm-hmm. So therefore it's like I'm not talking to someone who's like, what? What do you mean that? Like you're like, yes, I get that. Elaborate more. Right. Like, right, right. <laughs> like, are
1: you crazy? <laughs> so yeah, I get it. <laughs> so good. But where can people find you? Where would you prefer people find you?
0: Yeah, well people can find me online. Um Instagram I'm very active on. Um of course it's got a lot more of my music sort of stuff these days and um that sort of business. So it's at Gretel Scarlet, G-R-E-T-E-L Scarlet, S-C-A-R-L-E-D-T. Um that is also my Facebook. Um the exact same, you can look that up. And I've also got Twitter with the same handle also. Very original, OG. <laughs> but my um, my PCT blog, which recalls the entire experience because I did blog um, the entire thing out on the trail on an iPhone, which was very difficult. Um, I You can find me at highwayofmymind.blogspot.com. And that's got the entire experience. It's got my PCT resupply locations that I used and also my original gear list. I do need to update with what I shipped out and what I ended up with, right. that would be very good. But most of all the pre planning is all on there. Okay.
1: Yeah, I was trying to get into it and I see there's one there from December of 17 and there's one there from like March of 18 where you basically talk about your health and that kind of thing. But I yes. couldn't find the ones before that.
0: Ah, sure. It's on, if you go to the archive um, on the side of okay. the page, there is like, um, there's a, at, at the top of it, um, there's like three lines, mm-hmm. and if you click on that and you go to archive, if you start back around June of 2017, um, that's when I first announced that I was doing okay. the hike itself. Oh, sorry, May. May of 2017 was my first hike. Um, if you do scroll down though, the page on the first, uh, on the first page, there is, I know it's very light, it says more posts. And it's under. It's in a different, in a blue. Okay. I need to fix that background color. But yeah, that's how you can find it through the archive okay, section. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. No worries.
1: Okay, so I am going to let you get on with your evening now that it's <laughs> no nine thirty <930 laughs> <and> at night.
0: <laughs> I do hope
1: you get to hike the PCT. When are you planning? Uh, my plan is for twenty twenty. It's it's yeah, cool. it's my fiftieth birthday. Da 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 da. So okay. I'm I'm saving it for a big occasion
0: because what do you do what, what's your normal profession uh
1: i work in production so Excellent. i do yeah. line producing upming mm-hmm. uh that kind of stuff uh yeah so like i was saying i was up in uh portland last summer uh shooting the fourth season of the librarians tv show cool you know and and uh i basically end up going kind of freelance or whatever but i end up going from show to show amazing It's
0: the best way to be because it's the work's more consistent
1: yeah yeah and it, it's yeah. certainly easier to do that than it is to act yeah. it's more consistent it's longer term
0: <laughs> oh it is <laughs> yeah. yes it is that's why i was very lucky because i mean when uh, when you do like live theater you sign long contracts yeah. that's the that's the real decent thing of it and it's, yeah, it's consistent work, even though you can jump show to show, you're still signing at least, you know, two year contracts for most of them. Yeah. Um,
1: so I understand that.
0: So yeah, 2020, at least you'll be able to, Will you be able to take off some time um, to be able to do I that. I should. I
1: mean, I am planning my whole, I'll call it my life, but I'm, I'm, cause I've been talking about this for any number of years and it, something always comes up. Yes. You know what I course. mean? Like there's always something that happens. The next show comes along, the next this, the next that. Yeah. So I finally have drawn that line in the sand and just said, you know, for twenty twenty, this is what's gonna happen. Not about
0: yay, I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. You're going to have the best time, especially doing something like this. You're getting everyone's different perspectives of it. And no one's is correct, just so you know. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Everybody's journey you know is that. their You'll own. Know that.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: But yeah, no, it was it was interesting because last year when I was in Portland, I happened to talk to that. Mm. You know, that woman and, and yeah. I was picking her brains and I literally had two dinners with her. It was hours yeah. on end, da, 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 da. And that sort of started bubbling the idea, you know, of Absolutely. what about if you could talk to more people who've done this and pick their brains about what they did Absolutely. that worked, what didn't work, how to do it, you know, and that kind of thing. And that's kind of where it's this. Very cool.
0: Yeah. Yes. I suppose the most common thing that you'll find across all hikers is the weight issue i think weight and feet possibly i feel like is that a very common two common
1: things yeah definitely
0: i think that was quite across the board
1: but it also it's funny because i have talked now to three people who are triple crowners you know and and a couple people who've done multiple trails and stuff like that and and even it's funny because even as much as their first trail obviously the weight is crazy and the things that they're bringing with them is crazy yeah But even when they're going from one trail to another trail, they still find things that they've packed that are like, you know what? I really don't need that. Like, that's just strange. That's so strange. (laughs) You think they haven't worked out by then? And I think that that's what they think they, they have. They've, they, that they've worked it out that ah, they know how to do this now. But it's still every new trail is a new experience.
0: One thing I was going to talk about, and I didn't, but anyway, don't worry, just for your um, purpose, um, water filtration.
1: Oh, uh, yes, please. Uh,
0: yeah. So this was interesting. A lot of people, there was a bunch of people who got sick. Mm-hmm. I didn't get sick once on the trail, and I'm talking across, about like no cold flu, no vomiting, no diarrhea, nothing. Mm-hmm. There was no no gut bug of any sort. I did use the Sawyer Squeeze, yeah. um, and I highly recommend that. When I got to the desert and the water was a little bit more like, oh I'm not sure it's been in like a tank sort of thing, um, I would soya squeeze and I also had aqua tabs. Okay. So I would double filter. Right. Yeah, just to be yeah to be really um, certain. I never once, even if the, the water was coming from, you know, Mount San Jacinto, um, I still, still filtered it. You never assumed still it was going to be good. Never assumed. Yeah. I still took the five minutes just to do it. I don't think it's worth it for the trouble of people. I had a lot of people who were very sick out on trail and it's nothing worse than trying to do, you know, 28 miles and you have to keep going and go to the bathroom mm-hmm. somewhere. It's like oh, in the middle of the day, it's just too difficult. Yeah. So yeah, that was something I oh, was just like because okay. Yeah. Yeah. Water was a very interesting one because some people didn't mm-hmm. filter. I thought that was a very silly idea. That,
1: that no. is crazy. I, and I've heard, and I have heard from people who are saying, Oh yeah, I've, I filtered, I filtered, I filtered. And then they got, arrogant
0: yes and we're like ah you know
1: i'm fine because of whatever they think that they're fine because and yeah they got sick
0: yep completely yeah it's really really um I think, yeah, you shouldn't just assume that the source – because it just takes one animal to do a little bit of a walk across the mountain, even if it's come from the Alpines and it does something in the water and you're like, eh. Yeah. Or it's picked up on its foot. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah, it's better than taking you off trail for 7 to 14 days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or having to deal with it out on trail when there's not a trailhead to get to in another five days. You're like, oh. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) I was like, that's not good even when you're home. (laughs) I'm like, no one wants to be doing that when you're in a tent. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so yeah,
0: that was just one thing. I was like water was very I was very vigilant on water, did yeah,
1: you, did you find, <laughs> and I know I said I was gonna let you go, but anyway, um, it's like, <laughs> so much to talk about. Your patience is lovely Ooh, it's fine, <laughs> kind of going with what we were literally just talking about with the water and stuff like that is I mean, you are out in the middle of Mother Nature. you are out with the animals you are out with, and I would imagine particularly as you go along and nothing has happened, that Mm -hmm. you start to feel a little cocky. And, you know, and and not that you don't respect Mother Nature, but, like, Mm -hmm. you're kind of like, it'll be fine. I'm fine. That's fine. You know, whatever. (laughs) Did you find yourself doing that at all? Or were you able to keep up your respect?
0: (laughs) I I was able to keep – I think I had too much, too much – so, i mean I, I do i'm a control freak <laughs> clearly um, <laughs> um, i had too much uh not wanting to get sick in me mm-hmm. that i was quite vigilant on that i didn't carry um i didn't carry hand sanitizer until like i had it in my resupply boxes i started with it in my pack and i got rid of it Every now and then, and then I'd pick it back up in another city and, um, or whatever. I just made sure I was really aware where I was putting my hands. Like, I made sure I didn't, I didn't put, like, I I suppose that's the hardest thing is people eating with their hands and stuff. Like, I would highly recommend, you know, putting, if you've got a Ziploc bag, eat with the Ziploc bag around it, sort of thing. Or, like, yeah, I, I would use a different, some other surface, something, um, that's been clean in my resupply. Um, to use it, but I did, um, I know that I did pick it up every now and then in my resupply. So I, it would be wrong for me to say I didn't use it at all, but I definitely did. I, but I did have an antiseptic spray Okay. Um, with me. We have a brand in Australia. Um, it's called Icicle. And so it's just, um, just ethanol. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. E- ethanol, sorry. Um, and yeah, so I did carry that with me so that if any wounds or anything happened, you could just it. sprayed it straight away. And I did my hands on it at night <laughs> Um, and also sometimes my skin on my face just to sort of keep it a little bit clean. That's okay. so quite difficult. And with the dirt that you get. Yeah. That's nice dirt face.
1: I know. Well, and, <laughs> and I think, you know, the dirt that you accumulate that you just naturally accumulate from hiking like that. And I think about like even here at home, like if I work out in yeah. the evening and I'm sweaty and sticky and whatever, and then going to bed, I'm like, uh anyway,
0: it feels awful. Yes. It absolutely. Feels, and it's, and it's a feeling you get used to though. Okay. I must say like a hundred percent, it starts, very difficult um and you're a little bit like oh it's a bit sticky especially if you're going northbound because you're so hot Mm -hmm. whereas washington you're not as hot um it does i mean it's still summertime so the sun can make you warm of of course as you know but it is different at night time your body does get used to that sort of feeling of that yeah a bit yeah sticky (laughs) (laughs) it's like god just a shower. I remember I was so excited to have a shower when I got to town. Oh, I'm sure. Shower and a razor. Not <laughs> my two things. I put a razor in my resupply box of all of them. <laughs> it's the simple I things. Have that. It's a simple thing. It's what gets you through. You've got to do what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. That's my 100% thing because there were so many people who left because they just couldn't. They didn't have any happiness.
1: Yeah. No, no you've got to find your happiness.
0: Find your happiness. Find what it is. If, it's, if you need to read... If reading is a thing that is something that like, you know, then take, you know, an hour or two out of your day to sit down and read. Mm-hmm. If it's going to get you to keep to get back up and keep going yeah. for the day, then do it. Um, yeah, I say fi- find the hobby thing that will keep your head, you know, not thinking about your right. time and, right. yeah, it's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: very cool. Yeah, it's good fun. Okay, this time for real, for reals. <laughs> I'm gonna let you get on with your evening. I'm sure your mom probably has something that she would like to do with you.
0: <laughs> <She's> <laughs> so probably some dinner or something. <laughs> she hasn't seen you for eighteen months. All right. Well you have a good rest of your evening. You too.
1: Thank you so much, Gretel. And thank your mom as well for her patience. Notes and links for Gretel's gear can be found on our website at hiking through.com. Special thanks to Gretel for sharing her stories from the trail and Maya Wynn for the use of the song Try Again. I would love to hear about your trail stories as well, so please email me at hiking through podcast at gmail.com or you can also DM me on Instagram at hiking through podcast. We would also love it if you would find us on your favorite podcast provider and leave a review. I'll see you on the trail.